You're listening to The Hunt with your hosts, Matt Woodward and Dan Adler. Everybody, welcome to Hunt Command, the epicenter of Western big game hunting in Central Arizona. This is The Hunt with Matt and Dan. Dan Adler and Matt Woodward here, Central Arizona. It's a beautiful day. Super excited you're listening. This is our very first podcast together for Diamond Outfitters. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Please tell your friends and family about our podcast. It is The Hunt with Matt and Dan. You'll be hearing from us several times a year as we build our library of podcasts for you to make you a better all-around hunter. You know, a lot of our episodes will focus on Western big game hunting, DIY, guided hunts, uh, trophies, glassing techniques, hunting opportunities that may even take place throughout the year for you. Overall, we hope to educate, maybe even make you laugh and have a lot of fun along the way. And I want to start our very first episode talking with Matt, my business partner. Many of you know Matt Woodward, but if you don't, it's important you do. He's a true authority, not only in Western big game hunting, but he's also a huge social media guru with a massive following. And he's a great American, and I'm proud to call him my friend. And if we're going to have the Hunt podcast with Matt and Dan, I think it's really important to get to know us at least a little bit. And why do you care as our audience? You know, who are we? Who cares? Why should you listen? And uh, we want to get to know you too. We're going to provide you an email address where you can get a hold of us, send your questions. And if we use your questions on the air on one of the Hunt with Matt and Dan podcasts, we're going to send you some Diamond Outfitters of Arizona merchandise. So thanks for listening. We're going to get right to it. Matt Woodward, my business partner, friend for the last several years. We've always had a great business relationship. We've always had a great friendship, even as competitors and now as business partners. Matt, why don't you introduce yourself to those that maybe haven't met you before? Who are we? Why anybody should care? And why they should listen to the Matt and Dan podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. I'm sure appreciate the introduction. Uh, again, my name's Matt Woodward, uh, formerly of Borderland Adventures. I've been Borderland Adventures for the last uh, 15 years or so. And uh, here in the last little while, I've teamed up with Diamond Outfitters and Dan. And so I got started at a really young age here in Arizona. Uh, my father was taking me hunting at first and later began to hunt with uh, some uncles and cousins. Uh, but I really kind of started to tag along on big game hunts here in Arizona. When I was about seven years old. And uh, started an archery hunt here in Arizona when I was 10. And uh, by the time I was 16, I was uh, off to the races and out and about on my own. Really owe my, uh, my kind of hunting foundation to my uncle Tom Chemnitz and, and cousin Mike Meffert. Of course, my dad, Mark Woodward. He's the one that really, really was my introduction into the outdoors. And uh, so those guys, uh, and I hope they're listening, those are the guys that, that really uh, kicked this off for me and uh, that I really owe my, my hunting career to. Uh, I've been making my living in hunting for a little over 15 years now. I originally started off in the golf course industry, so I've kind of come from a different direction. Um, I went to school back east and, uh, and got a degree in golf course management, began to build some golf courses here in Arizona, and uh, very quickly realized that uh, I wanted to hunt. I wanted to hunt a lot more and uh, wanted to hunt for a living. And so that's what we've been doing for a lot of years now. I think, Matt, a lot of people would be interested in knowing, because there's a lot of guys out there, especially out west, where we have a lot of public land, we don't have the big lodges, we don't have our own private farms like you do in, in Illinois or Indiana, Kentucky, some of these great whitetail meccas. How did you determine that you could actually make this, instead of just a hobby, but a no-kidding viable business when did it become real for you that you could make a living as a hunting guide because so many people dream about that right but how did you actually make it work that's a great question dan um it was a struggle to be honest with you it was a long struggle um i actually started off uh, as i got out of the golf business i, I started a little landscape company and i was a little, was a landscape contractor down in southern arizona 
that allowed me to be a little bit more flexible for the first time in my life and, uh, and pick up a few guided hunts. And uh, my, uh, my very first year guiding, um, I guided two coos whitetail hunts down in southern Arizona and uh, it had a blast doing it and uh, it was just immediately off to the races. Uh, I realized that uh, that is what I wanted to do and that's what I was going to do. And by the next season, essentially by the, uh, uh, the next fall, uh, I had a, almost a full schedule in front of me that next fall. And the, uh, the third year, I ended up dropping my landscape company, getting rid of my contractor's license, and decided to just kick it in full time. And it was really an all or nothing thing. I had a small, tiny little business, a little fledgling business that was just getting off the ground. And uh, certainly not enough money to back that up, but we decided to uh, go for it one day and uh, just pull the plug on a lot of other things. And that was really the, uh, the foundation of it for me and how I kind of got started. So I really uh, just jumped right into the fire, started attending sportsman shows and things like that, and, uh, and began to book up a little bit of a client base. And, uh, and here we are almost 15 years later. If there was somebody, I don't know, they could be 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old, 25 years old, and they're thinking about becoming a Diamond Outfitters guide or even starting their own business somewhere out west or really anywhere in the world in the hunting industry, what do you think is the top one or two things that they would have to know today that made you successful when you started out? I think it's really just a lot of hard work and nose to the grindstone. And I think a lot of folks uh, lack that sometimes today and don't understand that. Um, they want to come right out and, and get into the glamorous aspects of it and get out and kill big animals and kind of see that really glamorous aspect of guiding. When in the reality of it, the vast majority of it is just a lot of uh, nose to the grindstone type hard work. Uh, it's a lot of scouting, a lot of driving, you know, essentially lots of uh, lots of the unglamorous work. There's a lot of unglamorous work that needs to be done, uh, dishes and camps and scouting and things like that. And I think a lot of folks don't realize that. And uh, and so I'm cert I certainly didn't when I got started. I thought we were going to go out and uh, and just go kill some giant animals. And of course, uh, we immediately had to make that happen and set up those camps and spend that time in the field uh, by yourself for months on end, essentially, in the summer times and, and uh, leading up to the fall. So I know you did all that, Matt, because I grew up in Arizona, too. And I, was a, I am a fan of yours and I am a follower of yours and have been for as long as you've been in business. But at what point, because I know the struggle is real, haven't done it, and I know... There's a lot of lean times when you're doing that. When did you and Jamie know this was your career, that this was going to work, that it was no longer a dream of being in the hunting guide business out West? But what, what was that aha moment? What was that breakthrough where you both were like, we've arrived? Yeah, I'd have to say that was about five years in. It probably took a full five years to kind of turn the corner. That first five years, you're kind of going back and forth full time wondering, is this going to work? Can we do it? Can we get through the summer? Can we get through the off season without doing something else, trying to do this really full time? And so it was about five years in um, that uh, we began to see those bookings kind of um, fill up in advance and uh, gain a few bookings for the next year. And to begin to get the, I would say we really began to get the finances in order after about five seasons. And, uh, and that's when it finally sunk in one day that like, oh, this is actually my job. And uh, that was a little bit hard to believe that my job was hunting full time. And so that took a little bit of an adjustment period. But I was that, that first five years, there was lots of ups and downs and uh, um, back and forth, sometimes by the week. Do I need to go get a job, start up a new career, or can I pull this off? And uh, once we got to about that fifth year, um, that's actually, that's also when I started to, started to ramp up in Mexico and New Mexico and really began to feel comfortable um, that I could do this year round and stay busy in the spring, spring, summer, fall and winter 
and uh, really kind of cover all the seasons and make it a full-time job, make it a full-time career. So we're not the only hunting podcast in the world. You're listening today with The Hunt with Matt and Dan. But Matt, in your own words, why should somebody listen to our podcast going forward for the rest of their hunting days? What makes us unique? What makes us special? Why should people listen to a couple scrubs like us? Yeah, that's, a, that's another great question. I think, uh, I think we're going to provide you guys a unique perspective on hunting. Both Dan and I grew up here in Arizona hunting public lands. Uh, and, uh, and, and currently, we both do a lot of uh, all different types of hunting, uh, coast to coast and worldwide, uh, as well as Mexico and New Mexico, whether that be public land, uh, draw tags and over-the-counter tags, as well as uh, some fantastic uh, private land hunts. And so we kind of cover a really broad spectrum uh, of, of Western hunting opportunities. Uh, as Dan mentioned earlier, we were right here in the epicenter of Western big game hunting in central Arizona. So we are dead center in the middle of Arizona, and uh, we've got uh, fantastic opportunities in all directions around us. And uh, I think we're going to provide you guys a unique perspective on hunting in the southwest and, uh, and then be able to touch on, on uh, hunting in various other parts of the country and other parts of the world as well. So Dan, tell us a little bit about how you kicked off your career in hunting and your background in the industry and give us a little bit of a rundown on yourself. Absolutely. So I am, I am a first generation big game hunter in my family, which surprises a lot of people. I didn't grow up in the hunting world. I grew up uh, in the fishing world and it was only about the time I was five or six years old when my grandfather on my mother's side left me his fishing rod when he passed away that that passion kind of grew further. I think I felt even at five years old like I had been cheated a little bit that I didn't get to grow up with that grandfather who I think I would have been very close to uh, not only personally but also spiritually. His, his mindset on the way the world works and on how nature works to this day, you know, some 40 years later is, is really intertwined with how I kind of view the natural world, the spiritual world, the hunting world for sure. Um, growing up in the fishing ranks uh, at a very young age, I knew I wanted to be in the industry. And when I was six years old, I went on a fishing trip for the first time on the Fisherman 3 out of San Diego at H&M Landing with Skipper Tim Green. And I would always go back every summer and fish on his boat. And about that time, I started working on his boat. I ran into a kid in fifth and sixth grade named Greg Joles. And we actually got in a fight at a boys club basketball game. And during our uh, penalties, we got to know each other sitting on the bench a little bit for fighting on the basketball court. And I realized in addition to fishing, he and his dad had a real affinity for hunting. And because in class, he never really invited me to go on any four-wheeling trips or scouting trips or anything, it got to a point, Matt, where I actually invited myself to go. And I, to this day, some 40 years later, I, I still am not too shy to ask Greg or Jerry Joles if I can take a ride with them somewhere. Uh, so they introduced me to the hunting side, and it was over. I mean, uh, besides the fact that I fell in love with the outdoors and basketball, I really didn't even start caring about school. Even as early as uh, middle school, I started dreaming all day about either hunting trips fishing trips, or replacing Magic Johnson as the guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. My grades reflected it my whole life. It's amazing. I'm an entrepreneur now. Uh, but as my fishing career evolved into a hunting lifestyle, you know, I worked on those boats as a teenager before my basketball season prevented me from being able to go to San Diego in the summers. Uh, but it was through Tim Green that I saw, here's a guy who's a fishing captain who, who ran a successful outfitting business. And then when I, uh, being an Arizona native, going to high school in Phoenix and then college at the U of A, I went into the Air Force ROTC program knowing that I'd have this Air Force career, and I thought maybe after 20 years in the Air Force, once I graduate college, I would start some type of business for myself in the outdoor industry. And after you know my first four or five years, I was kind of fast-tracking through the Air Force. I realized that 
60-hour work weeks and a lot of deployments weren't the most convenient lifestyle for somebody with my mindset who wanted to be outdoors a lot, kind of wanted to be in business for himself. And I say all that without knocking anybody. God bless our troops. God bless uh, our first responders. I, I have more respect for you now than I even did when I was in because basically I decided I didn't want to do that. It was it was a different lifestyle. And I feel very, very fortunate to be in an industry where there are men and women that go and do what they do as military members and first responders uh, who, who really provide the opportunity for me to be a hunting guide in this beautiful state of Arizona. Um, so as, I, as my Air Force career kind of wrapped up, I thought I'm going to start my own business. And I started a real estate practice and, and Diamond Outfitters was really created on a hillside in Colorado with Pat Romero and Mark Swift. And sitting there the first year I got out of the Air Force, we had about nine mule deer bucks, two big bull out down in camp with us. And I'm just kind of looking around going, you know, guys, we are incredible glassers, regardless of what kind of hunters we are. We're actually really talented glassers. And it was that day I just looked at him and said, hey, if I did the legwork, I did the paperwork, I did the marketing, I did the advertising, would the three of us, you know, do a little bit of guiding to pay for trips like this to Colorado? And the answer was, yeah, we'd be in. So Diamond Outfitters started that year about 16 years ago on a hillside in Colorado. And it's kind of cool to see the evolution of the business. And I will disclose up front at the very beginning that the success of Diamond Outfitters is the success of my team. Dan Adler, myself, uh, could never have got Diamond Outfitters to where it is. Without the support of my wife, my family, guys like Pat Romero, Mark Swift, Mark White, uh, there's a litany of guys, Vince Martinez, uh, there's over 50 guys, Dan Zellner, Paul Bourgeois. I could go down a huge list of not only guides, but my hiring criteria was, would this be a guy I'd want to guide me? So as Diamond Outfitters grew from three hunts a year to 10 hunts a year to 20 hunts a year, now to over 100 hunts a year, it's been fascinating. It's been one of the greatest blessings in my life to see what this team that we've built really has become. We've actually uh, had the privilege of working with some of the same team as well. We, we've got a lot of uh, guides that have worked for both of us over the past few years and lots and lots of mutual friends. Uh, like Dan was saying, uh, in my case, my wife has actually been my business partner for many years. She was always running Borderland Adventures behind the scene and, and taking care of us, uh, whether that it was, uh, you know, prepping meals and, and logistics and planning. And so we've got a lot, uh, a lot in common here and a lot of mutual acquaintances. And, and uh, we really, really look forward to bringing you guys a fantastic podcast on, on Western Big Game Hunting. You are listening to The Hunt with Matt and Dan. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Sponsored by the best of the West Arizona. Need a long-range system, accessories, or a Husqvarna scope? Call Paul Bourgeois at 480-682-7763. 480-682-7763. Looking for something to do this summer? How about Southern California fishing the Premier out of H&M Landing? Call 619-222-1144. 619-222-1144. All right, Dan, tell us a little bit about why folks, uh, why folks should listen, why they should be interested, and, and why they should care about the hunt with Matt and Dan. Well, that's awesome. I think there are a lot of, you know, you've done such a good job, Matt, in building your business and building your social media presence that, quite frankly, there's thousands of people that want to hear from you more than they do now. But more importantly, there's tens of thousands of people that haven't heard of you yet that need to hear of you and the talent you bring, but also the integrity you bring to the outfitting industry, the outdoor industry. Um, I am sadly beaten down sometimes with phone calls or experiences. I know you are too, horror stories of guide experiences that some of our customers, some of our clients have had. And that only lights my fire more to make Diamond Outfitters better and bring in next level talent 
and next level opportunities and next level hunting units, whether it's public or private or Mexico ranch or New Mexico or Arizona, really anywhere in the world. And I think that fire in my belly from hearing these bad experiences of, of other clients, potential clients in the industry makes, uh, makes me want to be better, makes me want to be a better business owner, makes me want to be better in who and how we hire, how we bring into our team. So I think if you're listening to our podcast, what's going to keep you listening down the road is, you know, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Arizona hunting. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about Western big game hunting, but we're also going to talk about things like ethics and juniors hunts. We're going to talk a lot about do-it-yourself versus guided hunts. What really separates good guides from less than good guides? Uh, I'll let you in on a little secret. The best guides in the world aren't because they're the best guides in the world. It's because they're the best glassers in the world. And I tell my clients a lot, or I've even had my clients tell me, um, I am a professional glasser cleverly disguised in the guide business. And I think that is so true. The more time you spend out west, and certainly some of these international mountain hunts, uh, you really are a glasser and you're nothing of a hunter. I, I feel like I was nothing of a hunter until I actually became good at glassing. So we'll spend a lot of time talking about glassing. We'll talk about hunting opportunities, for example, with zero outfitter fees on some of these more swing for the fence approach on big game draw hunts versus the litany of hunts that customers could do this year, whether it's in the in the winter, uh, spring, summer, even fall, here with Diamond Outfitters in, in a litany of different states and countries even. Um, if you're interested in learning more about juniors hunters or opportunities, you know, a lot of people don't know specifically at Arizona, for example, even for a non-resident up to your 18th birthday, your juniors hunters can have an Arizona hunting license for $5. And then your consultants at Diamond Outfitters will build these beautiful portfolios of bonus points for these kids. Imagine if you were a kid when you graduated high school with eight bonus points for sheep, eight bonus points for deer, eight bonus points for elk. I could go on and on. But a lot of people just don't know about the opportunities to hunt out west. The most popular magazine article I ever wrote, Matt, for a Wild Sheep Foundation magazine was called Building Your Hunting 401k. And there were two parts to it. And when most people think about a hunting 401k, and I've done several podcasts about it with other operators, um, you know, people think about a 401k as their retirement plan. <laughs> well, we built their hunting 401k where you could actually build a predictable schedule for Western big game hunting that encompassed more than Arizona, encompassed a lot of Western states. And the idea behind building your hunting 401k that you can talk to us here at Diamond Outfitters about is getting your portfolio set up so that you actually have leverage on the state. What does it mean to have leverage on a state? Well, if you're in Colorado and you're looking to do a hunt with seven preference points and you have eight, you have leverage. If you're looking to do a hunt in Arizona that takes three bonus points and you have four, you have leverage. And not only can you do this for yourself as a hunter, but your grandkids, your nieces and nephews, your own children under 18, there is a so much power that the Arizona Game and Fish has graciously given to the youth hunting movement. And those are some of the things you're going to hear on the Hunt with Matt and Dan podcast as we go forward. This is the epicenter of Western big game hunting here in central Arizona, not just for Arizona, but really the West. And uh, we're going to talk with our peers. We're going to talk with our fellow guides in other states, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, California, Washington, Nevada, etc. So if you're listening to our show for the long haul, it encompasses all those things I've discussed. You have a love for hunting. You have a love for nature. You have a love for freedom. You have a love for our country. And uh, you have a love for everything outdoors. And we're going to cover all of that over the next several podcasts, weeks, months, and years going down the road. And we appreciate everyone listening. The Hunt with Matt and Dan is brought to you by the premier half-day fishing boat out of San Diego at H&M Landing. 
zero outfitter fees, and Huskama optics. 